and welcome to Jen's Guide to Being a Grown-Up. I'm Jen Setrauer, and this is a podcast all about navigating life in your 20s. Here we have a lot of fun as we discuss what it's like to follow God into the somewhat daunting phase of life called adulthood. I have by no means mastered the sacred art of adulting, but I have plenty of wisdom and funny stories to share about how I have stumbled through this phase of my life. You're listening to Jen's Guide to Being a Grown-Up. Class is now in session. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I hope you are having a very, very good week wherever you are, whenever you are. Um, Today is a very fun day because today is Jen's guide to making your house a home. Um, Now, I do want to do a little bit of a disclaimer from the top. Normally, whenever I do my podcast, I kind of have an outline of what I want to talk about. Um, But today, I just wanted to go off the cuff and just kind of um, speak from the heart about this very fun topic. I think about um, I've grown up in my... um, my young adult years in kind of charismatic church culture. And whenever the pastor says, Hey, we're not using the notes today. We're just going, going for what the Holy ghost says. You always know it's going to be really good or a train wreck. (laughs) Um, me and one of my friends, we used to know when our pastor would take off his sports coat like it was going to be a really good service or when they would just like toss their notes and say, we're just, we're just riding the wind. Like you just know it's going to be a, a good time. So today I just want to be transparent and say, I am, um, I'm just going for it today. And so let's just see how this goes. They're going to be really great or we'll just, we'll just have to see. <laughs> but you know, at the beginning of every episode, I always like to talk about what I'm loving this week. And what I have been loving for the past few weeks is listening to show tunes. So when I was in high school, I was a theater kid and I listened to show tunes all the time, all day, every day. I just love getting lost in the plot of some kind of over-the-top dramatic musical. And so um, one thing that I saw recently on like one of those Enneagram Instagram pages is that Enneagram 2s like to rewatch the same movies all the time. And it is so accurate. I am an Enneagram 2 and I love watching movies I have already seen. Shout out to the Princess Diaries. I've seen that movie like 500 times. I just, there's so much comfort in knowing that you're going to enjoy the entertainment choice that you've made. And so that's how I feel about music too. Whenever I've discovered a new artist or a new album, I listen to it until I am sick of it. Um, I probably overdo it sometimes, but lately I've been listening to show tunes and it just makes me really happy. Um, like to some people, like my friend, Emily Wilkerson, if you're listening, she is not like, um, a show tunes person. And so, um, there's this, there's like a filter that you can do on Instagram stories where it makes you sing songs from different musicals. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I sometimes antagonize my friend by tagging her in videos of me singing show tunes. But I say all that to say that I've really been enjoying listening to show tunes and um, you know, just Broadway musicals in general. So if you want to have a fun time listening to some Broadway music, just get on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you find your music and just type in like greatest Broadway songs and you will not be disappointed unless you hate that genre of music and then you will be very disappointed. So just if you don't even like it, don't even take my advice on that one. But I've just been like really getting dramatic with it. And my favorite kind of song um, is like songs that have a really big belty last note. And I just love to see if I can hold out notes for as long as the professional performers. And it makes me feel really proud of myself when I can. So that's what I'm loving this week. Um, but on to the topic at hand today is Jen's guide to making your house a home. So I went back and forth on what I wanted to title this because when I think about having a home and having a space where you dwell, whether it be just a one, you just live in your bedroom because you still live with your parents or whether you have a whole house or whether you have a little apartment, having a good space <clears throat> is super, super important. Uh, me and my friend Carly talked about it a few episodes back um, on Jen's guide to not living in the struggle. I don't really know what it's called, but I know it's episode number, wow, six, eight, seven. I don't know. It's back there. But me and Carly talked about, um, you don't want to live in the struggle. It's episode eight. You don't want to live in the struggle. You want to get beyond it. You don't want to live in survival mode. That's what it is. It's come to me. And so I wanted to expound upon this and talk about how to have a space that's really cozy. So some of the other, um, titles I considered were creating a cozy space, but then I thought, Hey, maybe you don't even care about it being cozy. Maybe you just want it to be really well designed. And then I was thinking I could call it Jen's guide to, and I'm going to say a word that you might not know. Um, it's spelled H Y G G E and it's pronounced Huga, which is comfort. But that's a whole realm. I think it's a Swedish word. That's a whole realm um, of teaching that I'm not really um, super familiar with, but I see it online all the time. And it's about like creating a really, really comfortable space that your guests enjoy and that you have maximum comfort. So I thought about calling it that, but then I thought, you know what? What really, what, what I really think is important is making your house a home. So today I want to talk about how I, in my 20s, have learned to make the spaces that I've lived in a home. Now, if you don't have all the money in the world, um, sometimes that can be a little bit overbearing and stressful to think about making the place you're living a home because you want your house to look really cute and really put together, but maybe you only have two nickels to rub together. Well, um, my biggest overall tip for making your house a home is just starting slow and doing what you can do in the moment. So for me, that often looked like occasional purchases at TJ Maxx, a candle here, a pillow there, <laughs> a cute planter pot 
there, like just little purchases over time. Um, so that's what I would say first is just don't put so much pressure on yourself to have a really amazingly cute space overnight. Um, but just buy things slowly here and there. I went through a phase a couple of years ago when the minimalist documentary came out because I just wanted my living space to be completely clean, completely free of clutter and just very, very minimal. But at the end of the day, I feel like my space always ends up being a little bit like Lorelai and Rory's living room on Gilmore Girls. Like there's always tons of throw blankets and pillows and random knickknacks and kitschy things here and there. And that's just what my particular style is. I like to be kind of eclectic. Um, but where I would where I would suggest starting is creating a mood board. So now that we live in this day and age where Pinterest is such a big thing, Pinterest is obviously a great place to start. Like you can start pinning things in the style that you like. But what I always do, I'm such an Instagram person, is I have saved folders on Instagram. And one is called Apartment Inspo. And Inspo is short for inspiration, if you don't know that. So every time I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see like, um, a color scheme I like, I will save it to the folder. Um, or if I see like a really cute living room or cute bedroom or, um, a planter that I like, I just save all of these things to the apartment inspo folder. And that becomes pretty much my mood board and sets the tone for what I'm, how I'm going to decorate my apartment. So, um, whenever I moved into my current apartment, which is a tiny little one bedroom apartment, I consulted the mood board and I thought, what is it that I care about? And what I care about is um, having a lot of plants because I want my space to feel very fresh and plants actually help with air quality too, um, in addition to being really cute. So um, my first thing was getting a lot of plants. And one of the second things that um, was a big deal to me is having lots of color. But I don't ever want my space to just look like a Crayola crayon box just threw up all over the place. I want it to look very polished. So um, the next step I, I took was to find like the five colors that I love the most. And then I planned everything I decorated with around those five colors. Are you interested in knowing what the colors are? If so, it is like this. I like a deep blue. Um, if it was a Crayola crayon, I think it's called Cerulean. I don't really know how to pronounce it. Then I also like, um, a very soft aquamarine type color. I like a dusty rose kind of pink. You might also call it cool girl in California pink. Um, I really like deep green that's like emerald. And then I love brown like camel or caramel color brown. And when it comes to like different, um, different textures and stuff, I also love having a lot of, um, wicker. I love like brass kind of gold accents and I love like a mid-century modern kind of vibe. So I feel like when you're starting to create a really cute and cozy space, 
like just get a mood board going, pick some colors, and then slowly start to build your space with those things. Um, One of the biggest things that I have loved about decorating my spaces that I've lived in since I was younger is thrifting. Um, I either like to buy really nice, expensive things that I know are going to last forever, or I love to thrift things that have already lasted forever and they've had a previous life and now they can be in my life. Um, another huge thing for me is, um, things that I've gotten from my parents and their young adult days. I know maybe not everybody has parents that had great style back in the 80s or 70s or whenever your parents were thriving, but my parents have given me a couple of really cute things, including um, my dining room table, which is like if you can imagine this with me, uh, the top of it is a piece, a big piece of glass that's hexagon shaped and it's held up by this brass circular um, frame and it's so cute. And I remember that was the table that we had when I was a little girl and I loved it then. And I love it now. Um, I also inherited a, um, like a wicker shelf thing. And it was so cool in the early nineties. And then for the rest of my life, I remember thinking like, this is so ugly. Why do we have this? And then, um, like a few months ago, my parents had just moved houses and I saw their wicker shelf in the garage. And I was like, what is this doing in here? It's so cute. Can I have it? And my mom's like, you want it? It's never going to fit in your Prius. And boy, did I prove her wrong. It fit perfectly in my Prius. I took it home with me and made it mine. And now it's like my favorite thing I have at my apartment. But I would say what I'm always doing is I'm always looking for deals. I'm always shopping at places that I really like already enjoy the aesthetic of, such as Ikea, um, Target, Um, And then I find a lot, a lot, a lot of really good things for sale um, at like a great price at Bargain Hunt or um, Dirt Cheap. Like there are so many things that I've gotten that were originally from Target that were marked down so low um, at Bargain Hunt. And so um, I never want people to see my apartment that looks really well put together and think, wow. Like I'll never be able to have a space that has all this stuff, but I want you to know that I have been slowly building up all the cute things that I have since I was 18. And it's like, uh, one paycheck at a time, one pillow at a time, one art print at a time. Um, so I hope that this is encouraging and I hope that it's helpful. And I've recently like, I don't think I'm like the decor guru, so don't hear what I'm not saying, but I've recently had a couple of friends reach out to me saying, Hey, I just moved into a new space and I need help decorating it. What do you think I should do? So if you have a space that you just don't know what to do with, and you need some fresh inspiration or a fresh set of eyes, um, send me a message on Instagram and I'd love to give you my two cents. And, um, you can find me on Instagram at jen.zetrauer. So, um, my biggest tips for making your house a home is don't just buy stuff just to buy it, but buy stuff that really fits, um, your aesthetic that really fits your, um, your personality and just look for deals. Don't feel this pressure to have a completely curated space in one day. Um, one, one day I was talking to one of my artistic friends and I, I had just moved into my apartment and I was like, man, I, I 
know I could go and just drop a bunch of money at Target right now and have my apartment fully furnished, furnished, but I don't want to do that. I want everything I have to, um, have a story and have character. And that's where all those thrifted things and the little things I've gotten over time have come, um, come in handy. And now I have a space that I really love and I want for you to have a space that you love too. So just take your time, figure out what you like, and then curate your space based on that. I hope that helps. And now it is time for Jen's tip of the week. Now today, my tip is have a spot in your house one little location where you put all of your very important documents. This is a very big grown up tip. Okay. Because, um, a couple of weeks back I had to go and get an Alabama driver's license. And do you know what you need to get an Alabama driver's license? You need your birth certificate. You need your social security card. You need at least two, um, things with a proof of residence. You need, your old driver's license. You need all sorts of papers. And you know what? Your girl finally had all of those things in one place and really cute Ikea magazine file folders in her pantry. Why are they in my pantry? Because I live in a tiny apartment and that's the only place I could find that extra space. So I have all of my important papers in these little Ikea um, magazine holder things. And they're there for any time. I, I need these documents. And, um, to be completely honest, I used to keep these things in my closet and just this big, like this big container, just all mixed in with like my, uh, certificates from all the schools I've gone to. And just with like notes from my quiet times and pieces of art. It's just all in this random hodgepodge box in my closet. And whenever I needed my important documents, I had to go fishing. But now I have them all in this very cute organized space. And it makes me feel really accomplished and grown up whenever I need these things. And I think, oh, I know exactly. In the green Ikea magazine holder in my pantry. So get your important documents together. Okay. Like, honestly, I don't think I even had a copy of my birth certificate a couple of years ago and I had to go get one, get these things together, put them in a spot where you can access them easily. And then you will have them for when something important comes up. And that is my tip of the week. And now here is Jen's guide to quiet time. Last week, I talked about how much the Psalms have enriched my life. And I talked about the Psalms reading plan. And I want to stay in the Psalms for the next few weeks on the podcast for our quiet time. And today, um, our quiet time is going to be focused around Psalm 40 in the Passion Translation. Um, and this is a passage that has really meant a lot to me and has been a big theme for me in the past couple of years. And I'm going to start in Psalm 40, verse 3. A new song for a new day rises up in me every time I think about how he breaks through for me. Ecstatic praise pours out of the mouth of my mouth until everyone hears how God has set me free. Many will see his miracles, 
They'll stand in awe of God and fall in love with Him. Blessing after blessing comes to those who love and trust the Lord. They will not fall away, for they refuse to listen to the lies of the proud. O Lord, our God, no one can compare with you. Such wonderful works and miracles are all found with you. And you think of us all the time with your countless expressions of love, far exceeding our expectations. I just love how it says a new song for a new day rises up in me every time I think about how he breaks through for me. A new song for a new day. One of my favorite things to do in my quiet time or just whenever I'm driving down the road or washing my dishes is I just like to sing the song in my heart. And if you're not a singer and you're not really comfortable um, using your voice or um, singing to the Lord, even when you're by yourself, I really want to encourage you to step out and try this. Everybody has a song in their heart. Um, and there can be a new song in your heart every single day. Um, what I like to do, and I do this with everything, even with silly stuff. Like if I'm pouring a cup of coffee, I might make up a song about it and be like, pouring a cup of coffee. I'm really glad today. Like I just make up really lame songs about everything I do. And that comes from the musical loving part of me. But, um, this is a a way that you can worship the Lord and just encourage yourself in the Lord is to just sing what's ever on your heart. Like if you wake up and you're thinking about how good God is, you could just sing a really simple thing like God, you're good. And just put a couple of notes to it. Um, but a song rising up in you, like a new song for a new day, doesn't necessarily have to be a song that you sing. It can just be the song of your life. Like what is your life saying about the Lord? Your life could be saying, God is faithful. Your life could be saying, wow, times are really tough, but I know that God is unchanging and God is good. You, your life has its own song and it sounds different than anybody else. But for today's quiet time, a new song for a new day rises up in me every time I think about how he breaks through for me. I just want to encourage you as part of your quiet time today, I want you to think about what the song of your heart would be today. It doesn't even have to have a melody or notes that go with it, but what is the song of your heart today? What is God saying to you? If God were singing a song over you today, what would it be? If your heart was singing a song to God today, what would it be? And lastly, if your song and your heart could sing to others around you, what would the song of your heart say? This one's really important because the rest of the verse says, many will see his miracles. They'll stand in awe of God and fall in love with him. The song of your heart and the song of your life can cause other people to see his goodness, see his miracles and fall in love with him. So I just want to challenge you, whether you're a singer or not, to step out of your comfort zone and think about what is the song of your heart today? And I always love to end um, this this section with a prayer. And today I'm going to pray for you. So God, I ask that you would just 
pour out your goodness, your mercy, and your love upon my friends today. My friends who are listening to this podcast today, I pray that you would give them the breath of fresh air and the breath of fresh life that they need. And Lord, I ask that they would be able to hear the song of heaven that you're singing over them today and that they would even begin to hear the song of their heart and release that today in their life, in their day, in their world, and that your goodness would just overflow in their lives, that your blessing, your blessings would overflow in their lives as well, and that they would just sense you in a new and profound way. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm so glad you were able to join me this week for Jen's Guide to Making Your House a Home. Again, you can always reach me and find the questions to um, Jen's Guide to Quiet Time on my Instagram at jen.zetrauer. And as always, you can find those things in the show notes as well. Well, I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.